Welcome to the Wisdom and Wellness Parsha podcast, a weekly Eden Center podcast featuring Rabbanit Shani Tarragon with insights from the Parsha about women's health, relationships, mikva, and well-being. This podcast is hosted by the Eden Center that is transforming the mikva experience by educating women how to use mikva as the natural platform it is to connect to women's health, well-being, and healthy relationships. Read our weekly blogs on a range of fascinating topics, download our wonderful publications, learn about our Balaniyot and Kala teacher trainings, and support us at theedencenter.com. Rabbanit Shani Tarragon has been a leading force in women's Torah learning and in Eden's work, and we are honored to combine two of her passions, Torah education and empowering us about women's health and well-being. Without further ado, Shani. Welcome to Eden's Wisdom and Wellness for Women Parsha podcast. This week's Parsha begins with the famous words of Lech Lecha, the commandments of God with which the Abram stories not only begin, but with which they conclude next week with, again, the famous words of What is the significance of these words of Lech Lecha? On one hand, we hear that Abram is constantly in a state of walking. Lech lecha, lelechet artaknan. Hashem is going to implore of him, hitalech lefanai veheyetamim. As opposed to Noach, hitalukim hitalech, Noach, Noach walks with God. And Hashem tells of Abraham, you walk before me. Abraham is always seeking. Abraham is always in motion. Abraham never ceases to continue his momentum, his search for God, for meaning, for advancement. And with these words of lech lecha, Hashem gives him his first commandment. And what is that? I want you to forfeit your entire past for the sake of a future, Abraham, because I'm going to make you into a great nation. But then when we look at next week's Parsha, we see that Hashem employs the exact same terminology. This time, I want you to forfeit your entire future, your son, your only son, the son that you love, for the sake of the fear and the love of God. And here we find in these words how Avram establishes for himself the definition of theology, of absolute commitment to God. And that's why Rashi explains, what are these words, lech lecha? Lech lecha, lanatcha, letobatcha. The Zohar explains the double terminology is telling us, lech, get rid of all the negative influences around you, and lecha, and then you can move forward. Rashi says, it's not just about moving forward. It's for your pleasure. It's for your benefit. V'sham gadol. Kan Avram, you've been living with Terach for 75 years, and you don't have a son. Get up and move. Mishanem mishanem mazal. Move towards a greater future. And we know that it's going to take another 25 years before the birth of Yitzchak. And then Avram will have 75 years before his death to live his life with his son because it will be good for you. So here's some of the irony, though, because, uh, in fact, we find already in last week's Parsha, when we first heard about the Toledot of Terach, we hear in Perikidal of Pasuk Lamed Aleph, Vayikach Terach at Avram Beno, Vetlo Ben Haram Ben Beno, Vetzarai Kalato Eshet Avram Beno, Vayitzuita Mi Or Kastim Lalechad Artzak Nan, Vayavo Ad Haran Vayishvusham, what do you know? Terach was actually the first Zionist. Terach started walking in the direction of Kna'am 
apparently before Avram was walking in the direction of Canaan. And that's exactly the difference. Terach seemingly was going for an ideology, even call it Zionism, wonderful ideology. But an ideology is subjective. An ideology is going to be determined by the times and by society. And sure enough, what happens, I don't know if Terach goes because he's really such an ardent Zionist or because... He wants commercial opportunities in the trading areas of Canaan, or maybe as the Madras says, he wants to leave or custom for the religious persecution endured by Avram and ultimately Haran, who's killed off in a fiery furnace. And how do you know it's really just for ideological reasons? Because he gets to Haran, and all of a sudden, there are new billboards in Haran, new messages in Haran. All of a sudden, his ideology of Zionism is forgotten, and now he stays in Haran. But Hashem tells Avram, Avram, I'm not even going to tell you where you're going to go. But when you go, it's going to be not for ideological reasons, but for the theological ones, because you're following God. And therefore, this is an absolute. This isn't going to change. This is going to be something that's objective. And therefore, even though Rashi explains that Avram was told in Haran, okay, leave your father, even though he's still alive. And Rashi says that's why the Torah says that he died first, so that we don't think that Avram was actually forfeiting the mitzvah of Kibbutz Aim, but the Ramban says we can all figure out that he was. But the point is for us to appreciate that Avram's leaving for Canaan is independent of Terach's. He did it for the sake of God. But Ibn Ezra says, actually, Hashem told Avram already in Or Kastim that he should go. And I can imagine the scene. Avram is packing his bags and his father, Terach, says, Avram, where are you going? And Avram says, well, God commanded me to leave, to abandon my family and uh, to go to a new land. And Terach says, you know what? I always wanted to go travel. I want to go to the land of Canaan. So they all start off trekking together. And even though Terach initially set his eyes on Canaan, all of a sudden he's attracted to Haran and he stays there. And that's when the Torah says that Hashem had told Avram, and that's what propels Avram forward. Avram is going to fulfill the will of God, not because it seems good to him, not because, okay, Canaan seems like a nice land. He doesn't even know where he's going to go. He goes for theological reasons. And that's why it's so imperative that we understand that when it comes to even basic ideologies of nutrition, of taking care of our health, We don't follow these ideologies just because society tells us that it's good for us and the latest medical sciences will live a better better life. But as you know, every other day, different contradictory nutritional advice is given. Rather, we follow different imperatives of health because it's a commandment of God. And therefore, any time there's a question of health, we see how this is going to, uh, to dovetail with halakha. What does halakha want from us? What does God, what does God really command? Because that's going to be what's best for us. And that's why everyone should tune in this Thursday night on the yard side of Rachel Imenu, you know, who understood, who understood the messages of Yitain Hashem, Yosef Hashem Li Ben Acher, that children come from Hashem. Rachel Imenu, who teaches us also and that God is ultimately the one who controls. And therefore, it's in our best interest, really, to listen to God. Let's all tune in Thursday night, Be'ezrat Hashem, on the yard side of Rachel Imenu, for an evening of tribute to Abigail Pupko Raka, Zachrona Levracha, who herself taught through her Torah, through her life, what 
taking care of one's health is all about, what following the mandates of HaKadosh Baruch Hu is all about. I look forward to seeing all of you there, but let's continue with the story for a moment. What ends up happening? When one follows the theolo- theology of God, even if he thinks that he's forfeiting something, Avram thought he was forfeiting all his values of the past and his father's heritage and homeland. In the end, where does he end up? He ends up without knowing it, in the land of Canaan, the same land that his father wanted him to go to all along. And maybe that's what Chazal mean, what Rashi says, that ultimately, even if it doesn't seem that way at first, if you really follow the will of God, you follow the mitzvot of Hashem, then you're going to see that it really is for your benefit, physically, mentally, definitely spiritually. And that's why the Noam Elimelech explains the term lech lecha, I'm telling you, you're going to understand more once you, once you continue on this journey. And sometimes we don't appreciate it and we don't see the will of God or how this is going to benefit us a priori, but definitely in retrospect, again, we're going to look back even at this time of Corona with, yes, indeed, the 2020 vision that everyone is talking about, and we're going to appreciate the messages and how this is so divinely planned and how we're supposed to learn messages, messages of health, messages of concern one for the other, messages of family values, or as the Nativ explains, that's what Lech Lecha is. Lashon Lech Latzmacha. Hashem is saying, I know you better than you know yourself. So I'm telling you, if you follow these laws, such as, if you take care of yourselves physically, I'm going to tell you, that's the best way that you're going to live life. Then you are going to be a healthier person. Avram, go. Go and follow my directives. Lech lecha. Because this is the best way for you to mature as the person that you're supposed to be, for you to develop and literally manifest the kochot, the potentials that you have in front of you. That's why the Zohar not only tells us, stay away from everything else, the negatives, and then look for all the good. But Rav Nachman Mibreslav teaches us as well, Avram, you know, lech lecha. Try to internalize what these messages are all about. Through following the commandments of God, you're actually going to reach a state of self-realization. Go to your essence. Go and see who you can be. A beautiful story is told about the Katzka Rebbe who, was once approached, who once approached a chassid who had come all the way to his court. And the Katzka asked him, why have you come here? And the chassid replied, I have come to find God. And the Katzka responded, well, it's very unfortunate that you came so far and spent so much t- to waste your time because God is everywhere. You could have found God just as well had you stayed at home. So the chassid asked, if so, for what purpose should I have come? To find yourself, the Rebbe answered. You should have come to find yourself. Many of us are seeking and looking for something that's right in front of us. And our problem is that we, not the object that we're seeking, we're the ones who are lost. And Hashem says, come on, lech lecha, go and find yourself. We're all familiar with Robert Frost, the road not taken, two roads, roads diverged in a wood, and I, I took the one less traveled by. And that has made all the difference. Sometimes it means kind of going on our own path, on the path that God has commanded for us. And that's how you, you'll get to know yourself. I tell you, you'll get to know yourself on so many levels. You'll get to know what you can do. You'll get to know kind of what, what you are physically and spiritually and emotionally. 
the Sfat Emet explains not only lech lecha me'artzacha, you're going to find yourself, but you're going to go mimadrega lemadrega v'latzeit men hargil v'hateva. You're going to break the routines that you had and you're going to be challenged to seek even beyond. And that's how you're going to surmount and you're going to realize every challenge is going to bring out even different strengths that you didn't even know you had inside of you. And I'm sure many of us are thinking this throughout this, these corona challenges. I didn't even know that I had coping skills. I didn't even know that and that I could actually you know, figure out Zoom technology, whatever it may be. I didn't even know that I could take the time to uh, to actually dive in. I didn't even know that this is an amazing opportunity to uh, log into Eden's website and learn more Torah and also learn more about, about health and women's health issues. Rav Neriam, one of the stories that I like to quote often, talks about a young, uh, a young man who uh, was brought up in a religious family and then uh, during his years of adolescence, he uh, rebelled and he cut his peyote off. He took off his kippah and uh, he, uh, he went, went to, uh, again, a, a while for, we'll even call it birur pnimi, for internal clarification. And sure enough, after a few years, he came back to a Torah lifestyle. And uh, at that point, one of his friends from his childhood years met him with a kippah and shorter peyote. So he asked his friend, what happened to your peyot? And the boy answered, he said, when I was young, I had my father's peyot. But now, and my peyot may be shorter, but they're my peyot. Lech lecha. Hashem says, find your way. Find your way within Torah. Find your way within halacha. Find your expression. And just when you think that maybe you're forfeiting it, you're forfeiting your identity, you're forfeiting your past, Hashem says, oh, no, you don't even realize. You're actually finding it because you're going to end up in the land of Kna'an, which was the value that your father inculcated in you. And later on in this week's Parsha, we see similarly that Avraham is willing to forfeit all the rechush, all the property that the king of Stom offers him. And we think, Avram, Avram, you just gave up such an amazing opportunity to be a warlord in Mesopotamia and the land of Canaan. But the story right after Hashem says, first your children, your descendants, they'll be strangers in a strange land. Avram, you think you just gave up on a future fortune? On the contrary, I'm going to secure your fortune. This is what happens when you follow theological mandates and not ideological ones. When you follow the will of God, who ultimately will say, don't worry, lech lecha, this is going to be what's good for you. This is going to bring about, literally, lecha ba'atzmacha. Then you're going to see, as the native explains, and all the, the wondrous, wondrous brachot and blessings. If we only would truly dedicate our lives to the theological mandates of Hashem, to keep ourselves healthy because God said so, because it's a halachic imperative, then maybe we actually would remember to go for, for our exams. And maybe we would remember then, or would be a little more cautious to really take care of our futures, the future of our children. Because God says, this is part of what it means to follow the mandates of God. Lech 
And we truly see this not only in the personality of Abraham Avinu, but throughout the story is the climactic story that we hear in this week's Parsha, right in the middle of the chiastic structure of the stories of Abraham Avinu, is actually not a story of Abraham Avinu, but rather the conflict between Sarai and Hagar. Sarai sees that Hashem has just promised, not just in the form of a promise, but in the form of a covenant, has just given Brit bin Habtarim the promise of Avram's descendants conquering and settling the land of Canaan. And she's wondering, wait, God keeps on promising Avram that he's going to be the father, but who's going to be the mother? Well, I guess, I guess I'm not going to be. And that's exactly the terminology that she uses as she says, and it must be, again, but that's not going to depress me. Rather, maybe, maybe this is what God wants. Maybe God doesn't just want me to sit passively, but maybe God wants me to do something to bring about the fulfillment of his promises. And sure enough, just when Sarai thinks that she's forfeiting her matriarchal status by giving Hagar, not just as a handmaid or as a surrogate, but rather as an Isha, a full-fledged wife, so that the child will be a full-fledged legitimate heir to Abram, just when she thinks then that she's forfeiting her future, what's the very next story? Brit milah. Hashem promises Abram that they're going to be children. And Hashem says, oh, by the way, And Abram says, wait a second, how about Ishmael? And Hashem says, but I just told you. Sarai the same way. Just when she thought that she's forfeiting her future. Hashem says, on the contrary, you just secured it, Sarai. And Sarai doesn't wait along, around to, uh, to become Sarah. She does it on her own. She doesn't wait around even to hear, to hear the echoes of Lech Lecha. She doesn't wait around for the promises of Hashem. She's the one to initiate on her own. The Midrash and Bereshit Rabbah says, Avram left Or Kastim in promise, and Sarah says, and I left it in faith. The Nitziv says she had a higher level of Ruach HaKodesh in the sense that she could anticipate what God wanted even before God wanted because God wanted of her for the sake, ultimately, of theological values. And that's exactly what we're supposed to understand. When God gives us divine promises, they're not really promises. They're imperatives. Again, God says, okay, you have to make this happen. It's not, again, it's not God saying empirically, this is what will be, but rather it's an invitation from God to Abraham and his children that they, that we should act. And of course, Hashem will help us. And this is Lech Lecha. If you do this, then in the end, it's going to work out okay. Sometimes there are going to be numerous challenges, sometimes even what seem to be indomitable op- obstacles. But ultimately, and if you act not just with faith and belief, but if you follow the halicha, if you just keep moving, following this path of God, then this is what is going to be the path that enables you to catalyze the fulfillment of the promises of God. Faith doesn't mean passivity. Faith doesn't mean ideological values. It means courage, and a courage to act and to follow theological mandates. And then, then lech lecha. And that's when the greatest futures will be realized. 
I look forward to seeing all of you Be'ezrat Hashem Thursday night when we reinforce these values through uh, the wonderful Eden Night of Tribute to Abigail Rak Zechrona Luvracha. And this way, be able to uh, sensitize ourselves to some of these uh, theological mandates with regard to issues of women's health and breast awareness. And wishing you all a Shabbat of Lech Lecha, Lehanatcha, Letobatcha. Is there someone in your life that you want to honor? Someone who has helped you out or inspired you? Maybe it's a medical professional or a teacher or a yoetzet who went above and beyond to help you. Or a yard site or death that you want to mark. Please consider making a donation to support this podcast in honor of a special person in your life. This episode of Wisdom and Wellness was recorded by Shani Tarragon. Music courtesy of Shimona Gottlieb and is a product of the Eden Center. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please give us a five-star rating, share this podcast on social media, and encourage others to subscribe. We welcome your feedback, sponsorships, and support. You can reach us at www.theedencenter.com.